0: Hello, and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Come back down into the factory floor, or we'll make you a superhero with all the traits and powers, plot lines, narratives, maybe even a meaning or two that you expect when you open up the pages of your favorite books. Ah, oh, that felt good. Hello, I'm Dean McKnight, and I'm here to uh, build this superhero alongside you and my good friends, Jade and Josh. Hey, hey, what's up?
1: Hey, I just... Oh, I'm I'm in shock. Josh, are you sat down?
2: Uh, yeah, comfortably.
1: I, I wouldn't want you to fall over when you hear this. Dean has... I, I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. He's read something.
2: I've read a comic. It's... <laughs> Hold on, I'm, try- I'm trying to make noise to make it seem like I've fallen over. <laughs>
0: because I am shocked. <laughs> listen, listen, right. I, I, I do a comics podcast about superheroes. I know exactly what a book comic is, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I know about comics, I know how comics are made, how they look. I feel I feel like
1: he's talking about like copics like the pens or something.
0: (laughs) Oh, those those are the things that comic artists use, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I listen, apologies for last week and my shambles of a recommendation I've i I've come back stronger than ever, I've bust out my cocoon, a beautiful butterfly, a beautiful comics butterfly, and I'm gonna come at you with a, a a comic book that I've read and it's very good.
1: I'm I'm on tender hooks. Please divulge.
0: I've done the minimum effort required by this podcast. Don't ruin it. Dean has read uh Lucky Penny by uh Ananthan Hirsch and Yuko Ota. And it's a comic. Yeah, good stuff uh, about <laughs> Uh, about a, a young woman called Penny Brighton who has extremely bad luck. Uh, throughout her life, she's always rolled a critical one on her D20. Uh, she's just been fired from her job in this story. She's just been kicked out of her apartment. Her friends like is moving across the country. And she's unfortunately ended up living inside a storage unit uh, working for a 12-year-old in a laundromat. But she remains extremely perky, if at all, dumb and irresponsible. And this comic is pretty much like a good-time Scott Pilgrim, which sounds like a weird thing to say because, you know, Scott Pilgrim is one of the funny books, but Scott Pilgrim is not a funny character. Uh, I think you guys would agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, uh, Hirsch and Ota create this very, very vibrant character who you're you're constantly rooting for. She is, like... uh, the dumb as a sack of bricks, but you know, <laughs> she's she's dumb in, in that very anime way where, um, she'll just suddenly like, Oh god, I forgot this. You know, it, it's I, I I do, I do love Penny. Um, however, I, I did find myself getting a little bit frustrated at her, some of her more, uh, irresponsible moments. You know, just like her getting into this situation as a whole. And, um, oh, I'm trying to think of a moment like just, just her being bullied around by this 12 year old kind of kind of got to me, just just kick, kick his ass. Show him what for. Don't don't take that kind of crap. And I guess, you know, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. Um, but she she ends up meeting a, a young uh a young man called Walter as well, and they have a little f- bit of a, a friendship going on, which again is kind of anime inspired, sort of uh un unconfident man, sort of manic pixie dream girlish woman, but you know, she's she's the main character of course. So yeah of um, and the art is oh, the art the art is beautiful like this this nice cartoonish style um a lot of very good panelling a lot of very good uh use of the comic style you know you know how i likes my, 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 my Goyles being goyles and my comic style being used so i i highly recommend it
1: i uh, i have to admit i don't know what comic style means could you clarify a little
0: you know when a, a comic is a comic nope um, when a comic does things that only a comic can do.
1: Okay, that makes more sense. It
0: utilizes the medium. Yes. There you go. Comic style. Okay. I mean, you, your comic isn't going to do movie style, or it can if it's just a nine-panel page. Every god-ding-dong page. No, it's just three
1: it. widescreen panels every fucking yeah. page.
0: <laughs> Man, like, that that gets to me sometimes. When a comic just doesn't take advantage, and I know, like... Sometimes like that is part of the comics process, you know. Maybe you want to sort of narrow the field of vision or present things in a very particular way, but you can present things in a more exciting way. You know, don't don't just do Watchmen, do do something else. Do do a Cafe Suada, (laughs) Jade. Yeah, Jade, Jade, Jade. Jade. Uh, All through the comic Cafe Suada, what have you been uh, reading?
1: Actually, it's funny you should mention Cafe Suada because I've picked up um, a small press comic. That I've been meaning to read because outwardly it would appear to be very similar to Cafe Sawada. And so I thought, this must be up my alley. <laughs> um, but it took me forever to get around to it. And I really regret it because it's fucking amazing. Um, so I picked up the collection of NPCT by Sarah Milman or hmm. Milmo. Uh,
0: so that's the letters N, C, and P. No, M P and C. And the word T as in the drip tea. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> NPC as in non-player character. The reason it's called that is because it's a comic set in like a modern age D&D setting. So mm-hmm. so you got your orcs, you got your elves, you got your, your horrible, horrible high elves um, who lord it up over everyone else. Um, you got humans, you got magic, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's got a rich lore about... Ancient summoners and a group of immortal elemental spirits that are hiding themselves in mortal bodies. Um, okay. So, but, but it's like really deceptive because it's, I was going into it thinking like, oh, it's, it's a cute coffee shop AU series. Because <laughs> um, it starts with our main character who's a human magical history student with a special talent who, Oi. what?
0: Special, oh, special talent. Yeah, a special M- talent. M- it's it's
1: vague because it's part of the story. Um Oh
0: oh it's it's not a sex thing.
1: No, you dick. Oh. This is no. li- listen here. <laughs> this is about M- D D. Like this is about T P
0: C S E X, am I right? Am I right, listen? Dean,
1: fuck off out my recommendation for a second, will you?
0: Alright, I'm leaving. Good. Bye.
1: So, our magical history student with a special talent that's strictly PG thirteen wanders into a tea shop in Cardiff and just happens to bump into uh the immortal elemental fire spirit, Belenus. Nice. And she kind of ends up with a job in the shop as kind of part and parcel of keeping the secret. Huh. Yeah. Cute. So, um, what I thought was like a cute kind of coffee shop AU type series is actually this wonderful mystery series about who the other spirits are, where they're hiding, who's trying to non-consensually summon them and what our main character's special talent has to do with all of it.
2: Ooh. Mm.
1: And it's done in this lovely limited palette. You know how much I love <laughs> limited palettes. Uh, the best thing about the limited palettes is that they change whenever the scene changes. So, oh, that's, so like that's very cool. It, yeah, it makes it really easy to follow what's going on.
0: Oh, well, you know, that that wasn't as, as comfy as I thought it might be, but it's still very comfy and still very good, mm. you know. Uh, that leaves one person. where are they? Where are they? Over oh, josh, josh josh over pick there. pick
1: him up out of his fallen position <laughs>
0: yeah get get up and get us onto a recommendation if you could please
2: um okay, I will recommend a comic as we all want to do uh, as I want to do every week. yes <laughs> <laughs> okay, look uh so uh, this week, um I've been reading a um series that I've had the first volume on the bookshelf for a while and that's one that I haven't read but now I have read. Cool. Uh, so I've been reading uh, Isola by uh, Brendan Fletcher on writing duties um, Carl Kershaw on art it's Josh's mispronunciation corner <laughs> uh, Missae on colours and Aditya Bidikar on letters apologies cool, cool, cool. for my pronunciation You tried your best that's what you can going to ask of me. Um, <laughs> so this is a very cool series um, all about this uh, uh, captain of the guard uh, called Rook, who is travelling across the world with the with her queen, but her queen okay. has currently been transformed into a tiger.
1: Cool. Ooh.
2: So they're travelling across this fantasy world trying to get to uh, this place known as Isola, which is the land of the dead, in hopes that it will be able to transform the queen back into her human form. I mean that sounds like the the premise for a like metal album, so <laughs> right on so God, far. That would be a very good concept album. <laughs> um so yeah, no, it's a really good fantasy series. Um it basically yeah chronicles them going across the world and running into all sorts of mishaps. It's got a lot of like old gods type stuff. Uh they run into all sorts of like hunting clans who are like, you know, they're trying to go after animals. And obviously mm-hmm. you've got you've got a very colourful looking tiger with you. They're interested in it. Mm. Um but yeah, no, so that's the basis of the story. Um I won't go too much into it because that is spoilers, I and mean, we never like those here. Mm-hmm. Um get out of here with But spoilers. no, um Carl's art on this is Supoib. Um it's got this really There was a point when I was just looking at some of it, and I never like comparing it to this because it always feels like a kind of a generic comparison to say it's kind of like Ghibli. In ways, yeah. there are a couple of points where I got some real Nausicaa kind of vibes from it. Oh, okay. Um, which is super cool, because uh, I love mm. Um And also, in ways, I also got... Um, um, way back when, I recommended a series called Monstrous.
1: Oh, yeah. I there was you go. I was going to ask if it was like Monstrous. Something m- reminded me of that.
2: Mm. Well, it is a bit like Monstrous. Um, <laughs> it <doesn't> have that. <laughs> it doesn't have that kind of dark... As dark a tinge as... Um, Monstrous, because Monstrous really had those heavy colours, and those heavy inks and stuff, whilst Isola, the colours on this are really nice, they're really vibrant. There's a lot of cave scenes later on that has a lot of luminescence in them, Oh, and that really does some good stuff on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, um, so yeah, I've got the first volume, I believe they're just starting up on the second one, Mm. so it's a relatively fresh series, Um, but yeah, no, it's really good. Um, Reading it, I was reminded that I actually first i got from it was uh at thought bubble last year oh yeah or the year before i remember going to a panel where i saw the lettering getting done and i was like oh hey this is like a very cool series and um, because it turns out they've created uh, like a whole language for these uh hybrid animal people oh oh and uh, uh of
0: course they did they they they're one of those kinds of creators <laughs> you know yeah they fill out all the
2: details mm. and that is why it's a very good series like there's so much like lore and stuff packed deeply into it and yeah i mean at the core it's like this really cool emotional story between this uh, captain who feels her duty towards her queen and you know that type of stuff
1: her her duty towards her queen eh is this a uh hey. is this a harold cool. the lesbians moment
2: there's a couple of panels that make me think it might be
1: Ooh. but we
2: shall see hello hello um
0: okay i'm just gonna cut to the chase it's grand national week and i'm very excited um, or it was uh, a week after this episode's first release, um, so didn't quite hit it. But the horses ran—not um, not all of them finished—but the horses ran, and they all had some pretty darn goofy names. And it would have been very easy of us just to pick those names as we did last year and go, "Bing bang bosh, here's an, here's a superhero name." But uh, once again, Andy Billinghurst, thank you so much, Andy. Has sent us in a generator. Where we create our own Grand National
2: race horse, we get to make. Wait, our as in own we cr- we create one, or it, we choose from a selection of things, and it picks out one of those horses.
1: Yeah, it it picks out the horse names, doesn't it? That's it, what it, I it, gather.
2: Well, the name of
0: it is like the 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 Grand National Horse Name Generator in the URL. Uh, I don't uh, think- no,
1: no, no! It says Horse Generator, not Horse Name Generator.
0: Wait, so this is going to construct a horse for us somewhere else? You have got
2: a brown horse. (laughs) It is five years old. It likes hard ground. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, okay. But I
1: think what that means is that we're not going to get, say, a mishmash of parts of, you know, horse names that have existed already. We're just going to get a name that exists in its entirety. (sighs) Okay. Is that going to be okay?
2: We'll find out. Let's
0: ask our lit- listeners first. Listeners, is that, is that going to be all right? Like, it's it's a bit, like, off the beaten track and a little bit unexpected, but is that okay?
1: Put your answers on a postcard and send it to your butt.
0: Thank you very much, listeners. Uh, oh, I got one postcard here that says, uh, get on with it. Okay, so, cool.
1: Well, I've got it because Dean's computer's crap. So, um, tell me, how old is your horse? Are they a new foal on the block? Are they in their prime? Are they an old favourite?
2: Uh, I like I like new fall on the block because it's like new kids on the block.
1: Yeah, all right, let's go with that.
2: That's a very original joke. What
1: um, <laughs> what colour silks would you like on your horse? Uh, white, green, blue, red, or yellow?
0: Jade, what what do you want?
1: Oh me, um, let's go with red
0: marvelous.
1: Uh and what are the odds? Low payback, medium payback or high payback?
0: Uh we want a high payback. Thank you very much. This is a very good horse. Um when it you- is going to come from behind to sweep the whole show.
2: It's is that what a high payback is going to be? High back payback. Shouldn't that mean that it's a low odd? I mean, like, yeah, a, like yeah. high odds. So if you put on one you but it's like 33 to 1. There's yeah. low, low low chance of it winning. Yeah. That's what I see. So
1: so you want a high so payback. Want,
2: so you want? I said a high payback. Yeah.
1: Josh, if, if you bet on uh, a horse with good odds, you will get a low payback because they're more likely to win.
2: So we're going for a shit horse. Yes. No, that's we're going. A, that's for... going
1: to be a come from behind victory.
2: It's a come from behind. It's an
0: underdog, yeah. Josh.
1: An underhorse, if you will. Okay, yes. high payback. Let's spin.
0: Spin, spin that wheel. Spin that horse. Uh.
1: Rap- hmm. What? Ballyoptic.
0: Ballyoptic? Yes. Spell that out?
1: B-A-L-L-Y-O-P-T-I-C.
0: Oh, so Bally and optic, like an eye, Like, Ballyoptic. Now, wait, there's other stats alongside that, isn't there? Uh,
1: Yes. Um, So the trainer's name is Twist and Davies. Twist?
0: That's a better name for a superhero.
1: (laughs) We can't use that. um the weight hold on sorry the the website's balked a bit uh so the horse number is 11 the age is Mm -hmm. eight and the weight is says 10 minus i don't know what that means
0: we don't bet on horses very often
1: i never do so (laughs) um
0: i josh i know you you tipple every now and again Mm -hmm. once or twice a day um but you know i i stay away from all that gambling stuff gamble responsibly People, perhaps once a year when there's a, a very big horse race on with very dumb names. But, in the, so are we going with Ballyoptic?
2: Optic? We, we have to go with Ballyoptic. We could it's perhaps
1: a- rearrange the name ourselves. We so don't that- need to. No.
2: Because I, whilst we've been talking about odds, I have Googled what Bally means.
1: A hole. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Bally can be used as a minced oath. As and an a oath. minced oath is a euphemistic (laughs) expression formed by misspelling, mispronouncing, or replacing a part of a profane, blasphemous, or taboo term. (laughs) Uh, So some examples would be, instead of saying god, you say gosh, darn, or dang. Doggone for "Goddamn."
0: So what we've essentially got is Ned Flanders. What
1: you've got is someone who really has to watch themselves when they're teaching, because they end up saying things like, shoot.
0: So, what
2: we've got is a very rude teacher. Well, do you know what Bally means? Because even though it's a minced oath, Bally is a word that is being used to replace something else. Oh, there's, there's too many layers in this name. What is it, Josh? Well, no. Um, bally means bloody. Oh.
1: Oh, I've never okay. heard that ever.
2: Neither have I, but Wikipedia says it's true, so... Uh, it that's, must that's be. That's <laughs> certified. Um, you can put it as busking slang which is referring to the act of gathering a crowd to pitch to as ballying. Uh, oh,
0: there's too many too many things in this word. Well, too hold many on, things hold going on. on. So
1: what might help is like to avoid us also getting uh, any kind of legal problems. Perhaps we could rearrange the name to Optic Bally. Oh, yeah.
0: Let's do that anyway because that that's more that's more of an informative name than Bally Optic, I think. Unless you want, like, I was going to say bloody optic then, but then that's going to be a pretty horrific thing to imagine.
1: But in its basest form, this is basically referring to changing words and seeing.
0: Now, okay, yes, let's break them down. Let's think about this. There's some sort of Cyclops-esque character that when they look at people, they can change how they speak, which, is that a, co- is that a thing? Is that a cool thing? Are we on so- something with that?
1: Anything for me. Hmm. It
0: it might be kinda cool in a comic sense because then you can have almost like a, a they live thing where um they they might look at someone and change like their speech bubble in like a very physical way, which might be kinda cool. Don't know how you'd save su- save the day with that though and put away criminals with being able to change what they say, you know? What if you weren't
2: changing what they say, but changing what they do hmm huh how how how, what what do you propose i'm not sure but it seems like the idea of a the minced oath is to soften things yes
0: so 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 as like like,
2: yeah offensive or you know
0: so they're more more like friendly and approachable yeah
1: oh so this is this is a genuine real hero that actually we need right now (laughs)
0: someone just to soften things to make people a little bit more uh less a little bit more less of a dickhead i kind of like this actually because this is like a very direct superhero like this is someone who isn't like um i guess this goes back to sort of changing minds which we took a a nice holiday from i guess right Mm, um has been a while we've been very physical recently
1: Mm.
0: maybe it's time to nip back into that that uh, you know, changing mind kind of state, and have a little bit, bring back all the old toys out, and see if we can't just rearrange them into something new.
2: How about that? That's kind of what it is. That's yeah, kind of that that, the that is. is the
1: power. <laughs>
2: so, I mean, then... we we've,
0: we've had something like that for um. Well, Stone and Muller um would deconstruct that, people. That was still other...
1: very physical, though.
0: That's true. But what if what if um with this power? Uh, maybe once they look away from someone, they revert back to their normal self or they revert back to their original self, you know what? So wait
1: wait, when did they become a different version of themselves? What? When did we get to this?
0: No, no, I'm talking about the person I'm talking about the person they're looking at.
1: What no, We were talking about words earlier.
2: I think there's power in words.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: So it's almost like we could do some sort of cockney rhyming slang thing.
1: I tell you what, this power is. This power is just walking into the good place.
2: <laughs> yes. Wait, I thought you were talking about like changing people.
1: No, we're talking about changing no. what people say.
2: Or oh, okay. their. Ac- I was going to think about their actions themselves. Mm. In some yeah. ways. So if we almost like rhymed something with punch that made it softer, but was like also lunch? potentially a verb. Mm. Like what? Sorry. I'm
0: going to give you a lunch. I'm going to give you a brunch. It's all food. Uh, I'm going to give you a hunch. Here's a hunch for you. Maybe you should, you know, do some weird yeah. Okay, let me
1: save you, Dean. I'm going to duck you up, and ducks just fly out of her. <laughs> okay. I tell you what, this, this will be your favorite thing, Dean, then, because it will do what only comics can do. This character literally rearranges letters within characters' speech bubbles.
0: <laughs> nice. To nice, affect nice, what nice.
1: happens in the next panel.
0: But wait, I li- I like that. So
1: it does affect their actions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have to deal deal with issues with words first before actions happen.
0: Good,
2: good, 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 good.
0: I like this. This is this is going somewhere now. So, so how are it. they
2: going to do this?
1: Well, that's the optic part. So they can see people's words as like physical things Ooh. that they yeah. can then grab letters from and replace with other letters.
2: Oh, shit, I like that.
0: Yeah. Let's get physical with these words. Let's do it. Let's get nice and That means
1: it has to be literal, like, rearranging. Like, I guess in, like, a tense situation, they wouldn't have time. Or maybe there is a time limit on it.
2: That's what I was just thinking. Is it some time hoodoo powers?
1: Yeah. So, like, they can't... um, you know replace everything that someone is saying in a speech bubble they have to work with what's there and very quickly turn it into something else so usually Mm. they'll just you know like i just said replace f with d and it becomes duck
0: well maybe the the speech bubbles kind of float away after a little bit yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah
0: and they like pop or fade out or something or rise blissfully into the air away with the wind Mm. Ah,
1: yes that
0: that's a, a very good call power so what What about the the person themselves? What about optic value themselves as an individual? I was just thinking,
1: like, they need to... I would say this is a rare case where you want their day job to be very related to their power, unlike Mm. our other heroes where we've tended to go with something that is, like, a counterpoint to their hero identity. Mm. I think this would be someone who focuses their daily life on understanding language better. Yeah. But I'm not sure what form that could take.
2: Some sort of translator, maybe.
1: Yeah. So imagine
2: they might have a few issues with words that sound similar and trying to work them out from that way. Hmm.
0: Especially if they're translating from their native langu- language into English, which is, you know, of course, a pain in the ass. Um, as as English speakers, we all know the pains of spelling and
2: meaning and um, synonyms and homonyms, all all that malarkey. Or maybe. They could work on the auto cue at a TV studio, <laughs> <laughs> in having to transcript live TV as it goes. Oh my, oh god, my god, that's great! Uh yeah, yes, and th- that'd be quite good actually. <laughs> yeah, because, I like, love that. Like they they've got to have like supreme like typing skills, yeah. and like they must be like pitch perfect with it. Because mm. otherwise, you'll get all sorts of like minced, not minced oaths, but like just wrong stuff turning up.
1: I like guess one day someone exactly. could say
2: duck, and they will end up writing fuck. I, I, yeah, yeah. Thing.
1: I guess they've probably got like a pocket uh, thesaurus on them wherever <laughs> they go.
0: Oh, so the lo- little lo- will take, you. Well, Maybe. take you, person. Um,
1: I-, I I like that because like not only is their power making a difference in the world, you know, uh, interrupting terrible confrontations and heading off fights before they happen, they might also be able to slip in sort of some of their own agendas into uh, the TV prompts, if, especially if they're working on, like, the news.
0: I was going to say, like, maybe they, uh, maybe the producers are just like, you know, our, our foul-mouthed presenters are just a little bit more gentle when they're around you. I, I, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know why, but they just seem to sort of tone it down when you're on set. And they're like,
1: well, isn't that
0: a coincidence? We,
1: we haven't had any complaints about the presenters saying anything problematic in months.
0: I hate the well got to rearrange I hate the weather there you go
1: everyone watching is like yeah yeah
0: and then you go to the presenter's Twitter page and it's just a fucking mess uh,
1: well well we c- we can't fix everything says the no. hero yeah.
0: there's some places I will not go and one of these places <laughs> is twitter.com so I, I guess they're kind of like mild mannered uh, a little bit sort of maybe they 're reserved, but they get very excited about language and um the the ways that um language can help us um sort of represent certain feelings and emotions they you know they get all worked up about that, and they um want to share that kind of art, so I guess they'd be into like poetry and <gasps> maybe they' literature and that's hey. w- that's why
1: they see speech bubbles yeah like their their power lets them hear what people are saying visually. Does that mean
0: they would have to masquerade as someone who can hear in order to pretend to be like an autoq like transcriber?
1: No, because the autoq person puts the text for the presenter to read, so they don't need to be able to hear what the presenter's saying. Unless well, it's one of
2: the ones where they're transcribing live TV for um, subtitles hmm. on, um, you know, you see it when you're like in like a fish and chip shop. Yeah, like you'll see, they have subtitles on a slightly. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Hmm. Well, that, I guess we have to make a, a decision about, about it then.
2: Ooh,
0: I kind of like, I kind of like the deaf angle. We've not had like a a disabled hero in a while.
1: Mm. Or rather, a hero with a disability. My thought there is that they can speak using, um, uh, you know, I guess we could set it in Britain if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then they would use BSL um to speak themselves, which means that's a whole other dimension to their understanding of language.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: So we'll we'll, we'll say they operate the um the auto queue and they I guess they make their own adjustments to it. To 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 keep that sort of like fanciful feeling to it. Like mm. if they see something on the auto queue they don't particularly like they can just kinda tweak it themselves Yeah,
1: they they because like I'd say they don't have um say, like, a boss peering over their shoulder the whole time they're working. Like, they are trusted with it. Yeah. I was also going to say, because they use um, sign language, that would also mask um, their movements while they rearrange letters in people's speech bubbles.
0: Well, like, as them, like, performing sign language.
1: Yeah, because uh, horrendously, a lot of people, including myself, sadly, don't uh, fluently use sign language, so a lot of us wouldn't understand as they do certain hand movements to rearrange the letters, we'd be, like, just assuming, like, oh, <laughs> what, what are you saying?
0: Oh, no, nothing. Just um, turning this this gun into a
1: why is, Why is there a gun in the speech bubble? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're
0: turning the word gun into okay. the word gun.
1: Okay, <laughs> just... It just <laughs>
0: what about emojis?
1: What, do you, what about them?
0: What if there's an emoji in a speech bubble?
1: Yeah, I'd say that. I would say my preference is that they could take out an emoji or edit an emoji. An emoji in a speech bubble. Yeah.
2: It's 2019,
0: Josh, get with it.
1: Actually, that is a thing. No, that is a thing in um, NPCT, one of the characters. uh, Let me just. Yep, there's a character who has uh, like a little emoji after, like in a little separate speech bubble next to the words that they're saying just to emphasize what their emotion is. It's kind of cute, actually.
0: There you go. Okay. Emojis and speech bubbles. Get back to the, the lawn where the young kids are Josh and tell them to get off it. it just doesn't make like sense it,
2: that like when someone's talking, an emoji would t- pop in. But I suppose if we do if we're using the comics medium to its fullest. Well
1: put right. perhaps put it this way, um current generations, I guess, as you think about what you're saying, you also think about how you would type it. And so perhaps mm-hmm. naturally People who've grown up speaking a lot on the internet would picture what emoji they would add to the end of a sentence as they're saying shit.
0: Right? It's it's just like a, a natural thing nowadays.
1: Not everyone, but some people.
0: It's certainly not me. Not not your great uncle John. <laughs> not, Get not those you.
1: emojis off my lawn.
2: <laughs> the youngest one in the podcast. Um. <laughs> Okay, so we've got this. We've got this all wrapped up in terms of who they are, what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk costume, or do you want to put us into. Actually, no, let's talk costume first, and then we're going to go into a criminal situation.
1: Ah, well, my question is Does this hero need a costume?
2: Are they on the down low?
1: I would say this is a hero that does all of their heroing as themselves. Because how the fuck would anyone find out that you were rearranging their speech like it's unthinkable
0: yeah i was thinking that as well like they would think
1: that there was something like wrong with them
0: yeah but they could be like very plain clothes they don't have to be so flashy about it and that might be sort of like sort of part of the hype of this superhero that um they don't they don't even need to be present like they're just kind of like almost like a superhero virus and the bad guys are catching it (laughs) <laughs> you know i
1: guess it. i'm just envisioning this hero as someone i would like to see in public places myself someone who does you know step in when someone is saying something really shitty to you yeah like for me this hero could represent what i'd like people to be like in on public transport mm.
0: telling the the people who are drunk at 9 and to shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> Shut the duck up. Du- du- where did all these ducks come from?
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have another weir and then just a lot of water blasts out
2: onto them. I don't know.
1: Yeah, the toilet on the train breaks and, like, sprays at them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fun with words. It's fun with words. Okay, but I do think they need some sort of item. Like like a visual gimmick, maybe? Yeah, if only. Um, because if you think about it, how can they just focus on whoever they want thing, or is it more of a like they can just see everyone's voice at the same time?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm,
2: maybe
0: they can. I was gonna say cool glasses, but a lot of superheroes have cool glasses. I
1: mean, glasses are cool, man. Yeah, um, cool. Do you want,
0: do you, what kind of glasses would you give this hero,
2: Jade?
1: Oh, they would be like Elton John, gimmicky, oversized. <laughs> Speech bubble fucking frames.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Something like horn-rimmed glasses, but where the horns are...
1: <gasps> the speech they're, they're bubbles. bubbles! Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: okay. Well,
0: that, there you go. Josh, is that gimmicky enough for you? That does it for me.
2: <laughs> um,
0: and now Jade has the the joy of uh, drawing that up. Yep. <laughs> and we mentioned it, like, a decent way into the episode, so you won't forget. Um <laughs> So, that's very good. Um, I guess, I guess, like, if you could see everyone's speech bubble, though, you'd be overwhelmed yeah, very quickly. So especially exactly. in public places.
1: So, I think the glasses have to be, like, um, Cyclops. So, like, yeah. rather than the glasses being, like, the power, the glasses manage the power.
0: Yeah, they help, help with focus and um, picking out certain bubbles mm-hmm. to mess around with.
1: So, that is perhaps our hero's um, weakness. If the glasses get knocked off, they see all speech, all thought.
0: Yeah, they just get completely overwhelmed. Oh, um, actually,
1: holy shit. Holy shit. Is that a po- a possibility as well? Can they see what? thought bubbles? Can they rearrange thought bubbles to change people's opinions?
2: Oh, ooh, ooh that could be dicey though. That yeah, mm. that's
1: mm, that's on the level of brainwashing. <laughs>
2: I mean, we've we've had heroes who do
0: that before. We have. <laughs> let, let, let's let's stick with fucks turning to ducks. Yep. Okay. That, yeah. Let's stick with it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. That that's a nice thing.
2: Uh, we do not want to stop.
1: <laughs> it was just a thought. Kick kick kick. It, yuck, yuck,
2: yuck. it also doesn't doesn't have to just be um like fucks and ducks. Like it does seem from the way of um minced oaths is that they kind of like you know goddamn and oh, gosh darn <laughs> that kind of deal. So for like shit, it would be shivers, shucks, or sugar, that type of thing. Mm. <laughs> so as long as they've kind of got, they don't have to like a good way would be shit and sugar. Mm. You know they've yeah. got the similar kind of little phonetic beats.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Right. Let's test this out with the old bank robbery. So like, say the the robbers enter the bank and optic valley is there. The robbers like this is this is a robbery. Don't move, or else I'll blow your brains out. What would you do with that sentence? This is a robbery. Don't move, or blow your brains out. This is the real test of a comics <laughs> writing, a comics <laughs> ability for the two of you. How are you going to defeat me and my gang of oh, one, two, th- let's say five gunmen, five robbery
2: ruse? Mm. Blow your frames out. Like, th- break a window.
1: Still dangerous.
2: It is dangerous, but it is not shooting someone in the head.
1: Oh, oh, is this? part of the comic like does um, does our hero Opti- uh, Optic Bally uh, mm-hmm. rearrange several times to get it right <laughs>
2: that, that, that could be a nice little origin kind of thing is that like, like, the first time they do it they just kind of do they cause a lot of carnage but it's yeah. kind of oddly
1: like they have to get the hang of it like mm.
0: us <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah wordplay is kind of tricky especially to do effectively uh, well, I would like the oh, first time... Oh, I got time, it, I oh, got it. Sorry. Go. Um, no, no, no,
1: it's fine. You I'll it. show your brains out, and they, like, courteously walk the, the intelligent upper staff out of the building. <laughs>
2: okay. okay. Let go hostages, that's quite fun.
1: hmm
2: Yeah.
0: I would um, uh, show your lanes pout. And it has to also
1: make sense.
0: <laughs> um Although, like you said, like Josh said, it doesn't have to necessarily be um, threatening. It just needs no. to be like, or like a direct change. Sorry, it just needs to be disarmed. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you forget exactly,
1: that yeah, it only has to be like a slight change.
0: Yeah. So, okay, let's go show your brains out. They're getting the hang of it, much like we are. Mm-hmm. And-
1: um, <laughs> Josh, were you going to say something before?
2: The only one that I was going to think of was that a like one of the hostages. They try and say, "Oh no, I've, you know, I've got a kid." you know please just let me go you know i have so much Mm. to live for and then they say i don't give a flying duck and then that's when the duck comes in
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's just like a running joke in the whole series
2: (laughs) yeah like a lot of their fallbacks are just changing duck to fuck to duck (laughs) i don't give a shirt
0: and they go shirtless
1: Someone says "fuck a duck" and they fluster because they normally <laughs> would change "fuck" to "duck," yeah. so they swap it around and they're like "duck a fuck." And their friend ducks out on <laughs> you know getting getting a good lay that night.
2: <laughs>
1: they like, "I don't know what happened. I just I just felt like leaving."
0: Yeah, I, I had to duck out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, any last ideas before we we uh, wrap this this era up in a bow?
1: Um. Let's talk about the hero's appearance and personality. Oh, well, we already did that. Did we? We only discussed their glasses. I thought it was Are otherwise we... their plain clothes. Yeah. Okay. All right then.
0: Uh we said they were plain clothes. We said that they were sort of a little bit meekish.
1: Oh meek. Right. Okay. I missed that.
0: Um and they enjoyed poetry, I suppose. Hmm. Not you know, that that very nice sort of um romantic poetry that's just very wordy and very descriptive. mm and focuses a lot on the themes of nature. Thank you very much
2: in English degree. Um what's but- the uh, the main arc for this character do you think? Like what ha- mm. what happens at the start they get this power. Like how do they grow? Like what what do we see the end game stuff for um Optic Bally being? Mm.
0: I guess like it's very easy for a comment like this to go on about the the power of words and like how your words affects affect other people. Um but I'm I I, I, can't, I don't quite know how I'd link this into Bally Optic themselves. Um
1: or Optic Bally. We um, keep mixing optic it. Optic Bally.
0: Sorry. Uh the other one is a horse. Um but yeah, Optic Bally, uh maybe they would learn about sort of how precious certain words are to other people. Maybe they're changing so many words in so many situations that they start um sort of tampering tampering with how people see other people and how they perceive like their intentions when it's just, oh no, they kind of goofed up a word so they don't mean duck, they mean fuck and that's affected their relationship or something. Uh, do you know what I mean?
1: That's a little too vague still, I think. Um, hmm. I think it could start with them like fucking up a lot. Yeah. So like sometimes, I think just as a, a regular person trying to... Step in without superpowers to any like confrontation can be really difficult. Yeah, because like you don't know who the say you've got two people arguing, mm-hmm. and you think it's escalating. You have so many options for how to step in there. You know, you could avoid it. You could ask them, ask the person if they need help. You could yeah. confront the person who is doing the attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you know you could be a real dick and ignore it. Um, I guess like it has so many outcomes and so they could have like quite a few duds where they get this power and they're like this is fucking awesome okay i'm going to solve all the arguments that ever happen around me but they end up making quite a few of them worse yeah um and so over time they learn how to subtly uh diffuse an argument for a situation
0: oh. So it's more about like learning to um Use words effectively. Yeah, which uh, is is literally perfect for
2: a comic like this. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Um, there you you go. What else? One last thing. Go
2: on. Actually, because I realise that we've focused a lot on optic and the idea of what the word bally is, but we haven't Mm. actually looked into the fact that bally means bloody. In order to use their powers, they might have a similar thing to a razor head from My Hero Academia, um, in that their eyes start to hurt if they use it for too long. Ooh, like so they have ooh. bloodshot eyes quite a bit.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And that was a bloody bit. Slip in a little, little quick idea there before we close out. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that might might do it, I think. Unless anyone's got anything to add before I finish this. No. Answer.
1: I guess I just, I would say that this has reminded me that it's important to maybe do some research on how you can help people in public when fights are happening. Because, like, I've been in that situation where, like, especially at Milton Keynes, you think someone's, like, in trouble and then you go up to them, like, do you need help? And then it turns out, like, it's just a couple who are just having a really bad night and they're like, no, fuck off! Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: I guess that's the moral of this episode. Hey, listeners, if you think there's someone in trouble, first of all, research how to help them out. Second of all, Put it into practice every now and again, because to be honest, it's uh, a public place when there's an argument happening and you just, like, come out of it feeling like, crap, fucking sucks.
1: I will give you an example of um, just a fun anecdote to to end the episode. Uh, So a a position where I wish we'd had this hero. Um, We were on a train, me and Dean, and this, uh, what would you call them, football hooligan family, I guess? Yeah. um, Were very, very loudly... Uh, going on and on about how our town, where we're from, uh, was full of, well, let's say a lot of derogatory words. And then, uh, after about half an hour of this shit, uh, an old man stood up at the back of the train and I was like, oh, thank God. Cause I'm too afraid to say anything. Maybe this guy will say something to help us. And he stood up and he said, excuse me, tone down your words. There are ladies present. <laughs>
0: His his heart was in the right place. That's,
1: that's not how you deal with it, folks.
0: And that's going to be how we deal with this episode. Thank you all so much for listening to us uh, play with words in order to make a word-playing superhero. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you want to use words to help us,
2: then listen to Josh right now. Right now. Um, I'm not going to edit that. I just thought... I'd- do the same thing um <laughs> what you can do to support us is very simple using the power of words much like our hero today is by leaving us reviews on various platforms um be it uh itunes uh, be it soundcloud be it twitter be it word of mouth be it a wall in your hometown uh however you decide to leave us a review we will use whichever handle you leave and we'll put it through a name generator Ooh. And so you two can be our hero.
0: You can you can help us all out very much, just
1: like just like Andy Billinghurst did today.
0: Thank you for that generator. Uh, we figured it out in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, speaking of helping people out, I forgot to mention that Sarah Milman is running a Kickstarter for the next NPCT book. Ooh. Oh, there you go. So uh, if you just search NPCT on Kickstarter, I'm sure you'll find it, or Sarah Milman or Milmo. Or when we put up our recommendations uh, next week, no?
0: Mm-hmm. The the Wednesday, no, the Wednesday following this episode. Yes,
1: the Wednesday following this episode. Um, we will also put a link when we recommend this one.
0: There you go. And those recommendations will be found on our Twitter, at mm-hmm. BBR underscore podcast, where not only will we have our recommendations, where you can see all the beautiful comic pages, uh, but the uh, f- week after the episode goes up, Jade will be posting a very nice illustration of uh, Optic Valley themselves. Mm-hmm. And those v- wonderful uh, glasses that you chuckled so much at. <laughs> it's going to be fun. You lo- you're looking forward to that one? Definitely. Excellent. You know, I'd I- I like to provide you with a decent amount of inspiration. Although my input in this hero was, let's say, so-so. So let's forget about that. <laughs> You've been bitten <laughs> by a radioactive podcast... I am Dean, uh, the English boy poet man McKnight.
1: I'm Jade, please leave enough of a gutter around your letters and your speech bubbles, Sarson.
2: And I'm Josh, uh, funny horse name, Randall. (laughs) I don't remember many of the horses for the Grand National, so otherwise I would have done like a funny one from that. It's
0: Josh, Tiger Roll, Randall. Good
2: night, everybody.
1: Tiger Roll actually popped up when I first tested the generator.
2: We could have done a bakery animal.